This morning's Gospel lesson is found in the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning with the 23rd verse. Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teachings. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please bow your heads with me for a word of prayer. Father God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our salvation. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Spirit of God, fall fresh on us today. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Let me begin this morning by saying to each and every mother here today, Happy Mother's Day. What a wonderful day. You know, I um, was on the internet this week. You know what? We don't need libraries anymore. All you need to do is get on the net. The National Retail Foundation conducts annually a Mother's Day Consumer Intentions and Actions Survey, which is done through a company called Big Research. Now, Big Research found that in, in 2009, the average American, so these are American statistics, but we got to figure ours are pretty close, or at least maybe a tenth or a ninth. In 2009, well, I'll start with 2008, the eight, the average American spent $123, or excuse me, $138.63 per person on Mother's Day. 2009, it dropped slightly because, of course, you know, the global economic recession, but it dropped to $123.89. How much do you think was spent in 2009 on Mother's Day? $14.4 billion. Not million, billion dollars. They broke it down this way. On flowers for Mother's Day, $1.9 billion. Dinner out. How many mothers are going to go out for dinner today with the family? Just out of curiosity. Okay? $2.7 billion on dinners out. Jewelry. How many mothers got jewelry today? 
Boy, we have a cheap congregation. $2.3 billion worth of jewelry. Cards. Cards. I bought one. I bought flowers, too. I bought flowers for mom. Cards, $1.5 billion. Clothing, I thought this would be huge, but maybe $1.2 billion. Personal services like spas and other, you know, uh, manicures and pedicures, all that stuff, $1.1 billion. Electronics, $875 million. Housewares, $587 million. Books and CDs, $487 million. That's a lot of money. So if Canadians spent a tenth, because we're about a tenth of the population, it would still be $1.4 billion on Mother's Day. Now, mothers, are you worth it? Of course. Of course mothers are worth it. Of course they are. Right? It's recognition. It's gift-giving. But you know what? The Holy Scripture says that God has given you gifts as mothers that are beyond 14.5 or 4 billion dollars. Motherhood is a blessing from God. If you read the first chapter of Genesis, what does it say? God created us in his image. He created us male and female in his image, and he said, now go forth and multiply and fill the earth. So a part of what it is to be in in the image, to be made in the image of God, and to be like God is for us to be male and female and for babies to be born and to grow up and for them to have babies. Now that is a gift from God. That is a beautiful gift. You know, you think about it. Who am I? I'm the product of my mother and father. They're in me. What a beautiful gift that God has given us. That no matter how old we get or how young we are or whatever, our parents are part of us. They're there inside of us. That's a gift from God. And when we do that, what do we do? We, we are co-creators with God in creation, filling up the earth, bringing about God's, God's desire, His intent for humanity. Every one of us is a part of it. We are, we're on a journey. We're on a journey with God through time and space to the end, to the big city coming down from heaven, to life eternal where there's no more crying, no more tears. We're all a part of this journey. And God does it by using people, everyday people, who come together as husband and wife, and out of their love comes children. That's how God works. So mothers, are you worth it? You bet. But like every other good gift from God, it has two sides because of who we are and that we live 
in a fallen world. This last Monday, I had a, a, a committal at the graveside in West Bank, and then a, 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 a memorial service at Pine Acres for a lady who uh, I got to know her and her husband at Pine Acres, and they asked me, the family asked me to officiate. And so I remember coming on Monday to the funeral home there in West Bank, the one on Churchill, and there were three sons who I buried dad two years ago, and we still could recognize each other and, and spoke. And, and uh, you know, the one day, um, or you know how it is the way the Lord works, uh, I didn't know this woman very well, except that she came to the services at the, at the funeral home, and maybe we had, uh, excuse me, at the, at the uh, rest home at Pine Acres. And, and, and I always ask God, give me something to help me to, to, to see into this, this woman, this mother of these three sons that grieve for her today on the, uh, just before Mother's Day. And so the middle son comes up to me and he gives me this Bible. And it is the ugliest Bible you've ever seen. It has duct tape. It's held together by tape. There, uh, the cover is worn. The pages are worn. They're torn. You can see the scotch tape because it's so yellow. Probably goes back to the 50s. And you know, here's this Bible. Here's this thing. And this is about this woman. And he said, you know what, Pastor Ed? This was my mother's church. She lived out of this book. She took the words of Jesus really seriously. But he said, you know what? Sometimes... She seemed to use this book to smack me with it. <laughs> okay? And he told this. He told this at the funeral. He stood up and said this about his mother. He remembered that one day, he and his brother, his older brother, were in the, they were living on a farm in Saskatchewan. It was a dry year. And they were gotten to an argument. And all of a sudden, his brother, or he, the younger brother, takes the name of the Lord in vain. And mother heard. And she was across the yard. And she came running across the yard. And she was angry. And he knew it. And what did he do? Like every good red-blooded child, he ran the other way. <laughs> He ran across the field and he said, I was running across the field and the dust was flying and I looked behind me and mom was coming behind me and the dust was flying. And he said, well, she's an old woman. I can outrun her. And then he said, I ran and ran and every time I looked behind me, there she was. And the dust she was kicking up was getting bigger and bigger. And he said, finally, I had to stop. And she ran up to me. And we were both sitting there, or standing there, and we were panting, and panting, and panting. And all she could do was take her hand and go like this, and he said, and she took a swing, and I went back, and she almost fell, and I almost fell, and, and then we just sat, and we looked at each other. We just stared at each other. And, she said, and he said, we both started to laugh. And we just walked back to the yard. And nothing else was said. But he said, you know what? On that day, I learned how important 
the Lord's name was to my mother. And she learned something about me, about my will. You know, it's an amazing thing. It really, that image, it was just etched in my mind. It was just etched in my mind. Because here you have a parent who wants to do the best that they can do. That wants to pass on the faith. That wants to do the right thing. But it speaks to as people. When we rely on our own devices... What do we end up doing? Right? 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 And it's a good thing it didn't connect. It's a good thing. But I mean, it shows how ineffective that we can be, that we have this, this beautiful gift that God has given us of life and of family and of the Word, and yet we don't connect. What we do, we do imperfectly. I mean, and it would cause me to think of my own son, who's sitting out there going, Dad, don't talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) But I wonder, you know, I wonder, and I'm sure Danny wonders the same thing. You wonder. What am I passing on to my child? How am I doing it? Am I embodying the love of God? Am I embodying the law and the gospel as a parent? And you know, I'm comforted because what I did was I started reading the first chapters of Genesis and all the way through Jacob. And, and, and his wives. I mean, even with, with Sarah. I mean, here, Sarah, Abraham, the father of faith. Sarah, the mother of faith. She was a, like a mother to Hagar. And she said, I, obviously, I can't have a child with you, Abraham. So here, take Hagar. And then Hagar and, and, and Abraham come together and they have Ishmael. And then when she finally has Isaac, and then she begins to see that Ishmael is, comf- is, is competition for, for Isaac, and she sends Ishmael and Hagar away. Can you believe that? And then you have Isaac and Rebecca, and, and, and God gives her twins. And here, this mother who raises them and loves them, in the end, she favors the one son. Wow. And then you look at when Jacob, when he grows up, and he, he, gets, he marries Leah, and, he, and, and, then, and then Rachel two sisters, and the two of them, if you read the account, how they vie back and forth, and Leah is just hurt. She's hurt to the soul that he doesn't love her the way that he loves Rachel, and, and, and sees being a mother as, as, as a compensation, and so she has the, the, the boys, and then, and then, you know, Rachel's like, well, I'm, I'm jealous, and, 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 and then gives... You know, Jacob, one of her slave girls, and, and they go back and forth and back and forth, and the 12 are born, but it wasn't a happy home. 
That's what the scripture teaches us. That we're a mixed bag. That God's people are a mixed bag. And that everything we do, we're saint and sinner. And we have to rely on God. And so what does God do for this gift that he gives? What does he do? He gives us Jesus. You know, at the very beginning of the service on the slide, there was a picture of Mary Magdalene and Jesus. Oh, excuse me, the Virgin Mary and Jesus. That's God's vindication of motherhood. The first mother, Eve, you, was disobedient and passed on that disobedience from generation to generation to generation to generation, and that continues on in an unbroken line. But what does God do? He gives us Mary. And this young woman, the angel Gabriel, comes to her and says, you are to bear a son for God, and he will, his name will be Jesus, and that uh, you, you are going to do this for God. And she, well, how can I? How can I? And I'm just, I've never been with a man. And the angel says, but the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and you will give birth. And she says, yes. And the Immaculate Conception occurs and the Virgin Mary gives birth to our Savior. What a vindication of motherhood. And it's God who does it. What a blessing on motherhood and it is God who does it. That is the blessing that God has bestowed on motherhood and has rescued it. What a wonderful God that he would do this for every mother to vindicate motherhood. So now from the woman comes not the sin, but the salvation. The one whom the book of Revelation says was crucified from the foundation of the world so that he saves all those who believe from the very beginning until the time when that city comes down, the new Jerusalem comes down, and Jesus comes to us in the second coming. That's what God has done for mothers. And when he died on the cross, our Lord Jesus Christ, he paid for our sins. And in that way, all of those things, all of the mistakes, everything that we've made, all of them are paid for. And we can truly be forgiven. And we then can truly forgive. And that all of those things in our lives that separate us from one and from the other, they are forgiven. And we can start with a clean slate. And that, you know, all of us, no matter what, we can look at our lives and we can look at people in our lives in a different way. And that we can truly forgive from the heart. And we can be forgiven from the heart. And that He gives us hope. And what a gift that Jesus Christ gives mothers that hope. That hope that because we forgive one another that we can have a new beginning and a new start. 
and that it is possible with, you know, for, with human beings, Jesus said, when it comes to coming into the kingdom of God, nothing is possible. But with God, everything is possible. And that is the hope that mothers have and parents have and children have and grandchildren and great-grandchildren that we all have that because of Jesus Christ, because what he has done for us, it is possible. There is hope for reconciliation. There is hope for new life. There is hope that we can continue down the path that God has set for us. What a gift God has given mothers on Mother's Day. Jesus says that you can carry to Him all of your burdens. Whether you are a mother or you are a child or you are a, a grandmother, you can carry all your burdens to Jesus and you can lay them at the foot of the cross and they are gone. And you can start a new life. And for the children that have been injured, you can take all of your cares and all of your sorrows and put them at the foot of the cross. And Jesus picks them up and takes them away from you and you have a new beginning. What a gift God has given mothers on Mother's Day. But the greatest gift the most wonderful and precious gift that Jesus, that God, that the Holy Spirit gives you on Mother's Day is the hope, the belief, the trust, the confidence that one day we will all be reunited, that we'll be, all will be reconciled, that we all will live with God, that there will no, be no more tears, that there will no, be no more hurts, that there will be no more illness, that there will be no more death, but eternal life with God. One big happy family again. What a gift God has given mothers on this Mother's Day. I think that's worth more than $14.4 billion. It's priceless. And let's thank God today for that gift, for all that He has done for mothers and children. Amen.